Well, hello, and welcome to The Insecurity Project. I'm your host, Jamin Fraser, and I am on a mission to end the unnecessary suffering caused by the fear of not being good enough. We've all got it. We've all got to work through it. But thankfully, there is a clear, intelligent, and complete solution to the insecurity problem, and that is what this project is all about. Hope you enjoyed today's program. Hello, friends. It's 10-minute Tuesday time again. Don't you love Instagram? It's just a place of such wisdom. I, I, I love reading all the abundant quotes and memes in the personal development space. and just so full of gold, um, but not really. One of them that I saw recently, it said it's uh, the best way to help me achieve success in life is to tell me that I can't. Tell me, you tell me I can't. And then you watch what happens next. It's like, right, you, you see what happens when you tell me I can't do something. Uh, well, sure, I, I get that it is a motivator. I watch people do all kinds of incredible things because someone told them they couldn't or they shouldn't or they wouldn't. You know, I get it. It's a powerful motivator, one of the most powerful motivators. Um, but it, it does have a few downsides to it, which I thought I might explore. I thought I might take a moment, take 10 minutes of your time to explore the downsides of being motivated to prove others wrong. Start with a little story uh, from my own family, even though the last time I shared a story about Amity, my daughter, 15-year-old daughter, did get back to her that I told her a story about her being embarrassed and she got very embarrassed that I used her in my embarrassment story and I said I wouldn't do it again. But Look, Amity, it's probably easier to ask for forgiveness and permission. So I'm just going to use another story uh, now because it's, it's a good one. So when we were in Germany, uh, Amity came to us one time. She's, she's loved horses forever. And, um, you know, she, she'd had a horse just before we went to Germany. And, and so she was missing a horse and thinking about horse riding. And she says to me one day, she says, Dad, I'm going to learn free riding. And I said, what's free riding, darling? And she said, well, it's, it's where you control the horse without brit, bit and bridle with no saddle or stirrups. You just kind of have this connection with the horse where you can control it uh, based on a uh, bunch of nonverbal cues and very subtle physical indicators. And I, and I, I laughed. I, I, you know, it wasn't probably my best parenting moment. I don't know if you ever have experience as a parent where you're kind of like, oh, boy, that's probably going to scar they're probably going to need therapy for that a bit later on. I, I have those moments frequently and I used to beat myself up, but I, I don't beat myself up any moment because I think, uh, I, I still think the net effect of my parenting will be good. I'm, I'm sure that I'm a good dad and I'll have more good days and bad days and we'll have more good conversations and bad ones. And, and I'll just um, get my kids a good life coach when they, when they need it and clean up all the mess, all the bits that I uh, impacted them negatively with. So that's my strategy anyway. Anyway, so I laughed at my daughter's ambition and her dream to be to free ride. And as you can imagine, it cut her deeply, <laughs> really deeply. Oh, sorry, Amity. I didn't mean to hurt you. Anyway, um, it created this internal resolve like I've never seen before. And she brings it up frequently. It's still, it's still a point of contention. Uh, and when we got back to Australia, um, the level of motivation and focus she had to, to free ride and prove that she could free ride because I hadn't, I'd said she couldn't do it. And not only had I said she couldn't do it, I'd laughed at her because I'd said, that sounds like a really silly idea. I mean, how would you do that? Who even knows how to do that? And how old are you? Um, anyway, she did it. She did it quite quickly and uh, um, yeah, and showed me a thing or two. Um, but the really interesting thing and the most interesting thing and 
the most interesting thing about it was when she did it and she showed me, she says, dad, watch this. And she free rides and there's no bit and bridle and saddle. And she's doing these things and the horse is walking around. I'm like, Oh, um, okay, cool. Uh, or right, I'll talk to you later. She's like, dad, that's free riding. I'm like, what's free riding? <laughs> she's like, you're kidding me. So it turns out that when she finally did the thing I said she couldn't do, I'd forgotten. not even told her she couldn't do it. Um, which is so interesting because that's often what happens with people. I hear stories all the time. You know, my dad told me I'd never do this. So watch, I showed him. And then by the time you showed him 10 years later, he's lost any interest. He forgot entirely that he said you couldn't do it. Didn't care that you, whether you could do it or couldn't do it. It was just one of those things that sounded silly to him at the time. So the point is when you prove someone wrong, like it's a great motivator until you actually achieve it. And then you realize it didn't get you anything extra. It didn't get you any extra credit. They didn't give you any more validation than before. Uh, it, it put no extra fuel in the tank. So it's a very hollow victory and can be earth shattering for people who've been so driven by that and then get to the other side and realize, uh, okay, well, well now what do I do? I was doing that thing because someone said I couldn't, I didn't, wasn't doing it because I actually wanted to really, even though I did want it, that's where it started. I was driven because someone said I couldn't. Uh, I had a friend growing up at school who was bullied mercilessly. He was adopted uh, from another country, uh, had a very tough childhood. Um, a whole bunch of people said some horrible things about him and that stuck in his head and became promises that he made to himself. I will show you, I will prove that I can do the opposite of what you've just said. And I remember him, you know, telling me he just got married and his wife was pregnant and he was so driven to be the best husband and father the world had ever seen. Um, it actually was quite painful to watch because he was overcompensating every time his wife had, um, had was was sick of any kind you know during the pregnancy he'd be up in the middle of the night he'd be holding a hair he'd have a washer he'd just be in her face the whole time caring for her because he was going to be the world's best husband um, and father like you can imagine if that's your intention you overcompensate you're actually not the world's best husband and father you're annoying uh, imagine the pressure you put on your kids if you've got to be the world's best dad um you can have such high expectations and the moment your kid marks up you're going to think it's personal and a reflection of your parenthood and so you're going to make them not do that. And, you know, it's, it's going to get messy. Uh, the people who make the best husbands and fathers are the people that don't actually need to. They're just there because they want to and they're, they're there without anything to prove or defend. Uh, so be interesting for you to review the stuff that you're doing, the things that you're working towards at the moment, which are driven because someone said you couldn't. And I'm not telling you don't do that because that would be foolish because um, you'll probably do some amazing stuff. This is the interesting thing about coaching young people. I say this all the time. Like I probably, I, I work in a sweet spot. It's probably 35 before someone's ready to work with me. Sometimes people get offended by that because they say, no, I'm ready. I am ready now. I know I'm ready now to work with you, Jamin. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe it's true, but I'm not sure you're ready yet. I'm not sure you've finished proving yourself to the world. I'm not sure you've finished uh, resisting stuff. I'm not sure you're ready to be wrong about some stuff. I think you still got to go do that. I think you got to go like, cause if I take insecurity away from you now, you haven't proved to your dad that you couldn't do it. And then all those years are wasted. You probably need to go prove it anyway, and then come to the other side and realize it was a hollow victory before you're ready to actually review that and realize there's probably got to be a deeper, more beautiful form of motivation. So 
young people, if you're listening, um, please prove me wrong. Uh, and I'm not saying you're a good person or a bad person. I'm just saying typically insecurity is still working for you. It's still serving you. It's still providing lots of energy and focus. And to remove that insecurity without having you formed an alternate fuel source, uh, you might end up doing nothing. So keep doing some crazy stuff. Keep going, showing the world how amazing you are and don't let me stop you until you're ready to review whether that's actually what you want. Uh, so the aim of the game is to be internally referenced. That is the deep form of motivation, to not have to prove anything to anyone, but to be doing stuff because you want to, because it's out of the deep desires of your own being, because, because it gives you life, because it makes sense to you, because it's what you want, and you give yourself full permission to go do that, be that, have that. That's where life's full of joy. That's where life is most meaningful, and that's where you become most effective as a human being. When you're there because you want to be, not because you have to be. There's no edge. There's no agenda. There's no drivenness. Uh, there's no ugliness to it. It's, it is beautiful. It is real and it is life-giving. So have a, have, a, have a look at what's motivating you at the moment. Just explore how many of your goals are there on that list because someone said you couldn't or you shouldn't or you wouldn't. Um, and still go do them anyway. But just, just expect that when you get to the other side, it might not be as exciting as you imagine it would be. And maybe be prepared for that person to not even remember they told you that. Um, and in the process, start exploring what you're going to replace that motivation with and continue to listen to your own hopes, strength and desires so that you're able to show up with nothing to prove and nothing to defend. That's, that's when you get to really participate in the world and bring your best stuff. Hope that's useful. I will talk to you again next Tuesday. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. I hope you found the content and conversations useful. And remember, you are not just the actor in the story, you are the storyteller. You have the ability to turn this all around. For more information about overcoming insecurity, check out theinsecurityproject.com.